Hello everyone and welcome to our first episode of the Under Review podcast with me, Thomas. And me, Paul. And we are going to be going into all sorts of depths about games. Uh, and the first game we're going to look at and focus on for the next however many episodes is going to be L.A. Noire. Um, a game made by Rockstar and Team Bondi. came out in 2011. It's a detective game, if you haven't heard of it. Uh, it's more focused on sort of gathering evidence and interrogating people rather than uh, the sort of normal running gun type games. Um, so we're going to be focusing on that. And today's episode is going to focus on the patrol case and the sort of tutorial, three or four missions. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. So the game, you get thrown into the late 40s, LA, car dealership, springs up on your screen, two guys shaking hands, and one of them drives off. Next, you're thrown into this suburbia and you meet the main guy himself, Cole Phelps. Living in a typical suburban place, got his palm tree, and then his it's wife. Like, he's got very nice cars. got very nice cars. You know, it, it, it likes to show us, so Cole's our main guy, he's the main character in this game. And we see that he's got a lovely wife and, and a nice family life. And he's got this convertible. You know, it's kind of a burgundy the with a nice, nice, nice yeah. tan roof. So, you know, this guy's living a nice Perfect life. for the LA weather. Yeah, and, and the introduction, these places that we're going to talk about are places that will become important in the game. Or they at least tell us something. So, we've seen the car showroom and then Cole's house. And then what do we see, Paul? We see a massive billboard of this grinning guy he's got a massive face you know kind of a, a poster boy for uh elysian fields elysian fields yeah um so he swings by and then next you get this cowboy on a, a horse where you think it's a horse with a moving background pans back you've got him on like a child race horse it really sets kind of the the movies of the 40s and how they were done um and it strips it back it's it's great um and then you get this Mustache guy. Yeah, he comes this, this out. This is a front. slick guy. This is a really slick guy. He's got a slick he's, suit. Yeah, know. he's coming down in his, his little hat. People he's coming are down the stairs. Everyone's yeah. cheering him on. Coming out of a big plane, sort of a spruce goose kind of uh, plane, um, and so that's setting the scene for something. But actually, that's an interesting scene because we were talking about this before we started recording. That 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 is from a mission that's a DLC mission. So I wonder sure if, if they were planning to put that in the game originally and it just somehow got dropped and then they made it DLC or if somehow they were foreshadowing the story in the DLC. I don't know. But So we see the plan and then we move on to to where, where do we go next? And so we go to a movie theatre kind of calling out for casting and uh, kind of this whole row of women lining outside of it. Um, and what I, what I found was quite funny is Every other woman pretty much has the same NCP face, just a different blouse. Or yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know since I first watched it, but we watched the video just before we started recording, and it is true. They are literally all the same. <laughs> it's like they've copy and pasted the same person. I don't know if that's some kind of statement about all people trying to look the same back then, but yeah, it's really, really weird when you look at this part of the scene. <laughs> um, and then you get uh, this professor standing... Um, at the, the front of a classroom against a chalkboard, loads of different stuff going up on the chalkboard, um, in an auditorium. But um, the thing is, as we, we noticed this as well, there's not many people in there. Yeah, you know, they pan back to this kind of picture of someone taking a seat in the class. And 
I would say there are many people in the front few rows, and there is like no one in the middle part. So no. I, this guy, you know, very charismatic looking guy, but he is obviously not very. Bold choice crowd. wearing a white suit. Yeah, bold yeah. choice. <laughs> obviously, it didn't pay off for him because there's no one in this class really. There's like a handful of people. Maybe it's an early class. Maybe you know, yeah. I, if it's anything like my university experience, maybe it's just an early class. <laughs> not to be bothered to turn up. But you know, so that, that's where we go next. We go to the university, um, and then you go. Kind of, you look upon these houses being developed. Um, it's kind of one house again. Elysian Fields is yeah, mentioned. So it's saying the scene that Elysian Fields is probably going to be quite important. We've seen it twice in the introduction. Twice, They've yeah. spent a lot of time laboring over that something's being developed. It's I guess sad. you know it's post war. America's won the war. On at this the point. Up. Yeah. It's on the up. It's a little exciting place, and that's you know I get it. There's development, but we'll we'll dig more into that <laughs> throughout. I guess. Um, and then you get almost like a helicopter, a plane shot of uh, this eye and then an ear. And what I'm going to think is, you know, a hand kind of like the senses on the on the triangle top of the building, which, you know, it's covered in gold, it's late at night. Yeah, so I, I saw this bit of the video and I didn't know where this was. I thought it was kind of mystery building, but you have done the research, you know where this is. Yeah, I, I found out it said um, the public library, which okay. I guess kind of like the sense would come into it if yeah, you're digging around for sense. stuff and stuff like that. But this is, so the public library is one of the landmarks in this game, and we'll talk about this feature as we go through the game. It's not used as well as it could be, maybe, um, but there are these landmarks, and it's actually the real landmarks of, of LA from that time period, so it's kind of interesting. But yeah, this building to me, as it flew over, I had no idea what it was, uh, but luckily Paul knew. Um, so yeah, that's how the game kind of, kind of sets itself up, it has this sort of nice introduction video. And then we have some um, videos as well, don't we, of Cole Phelps in, in the war. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, Cole Phelps was an officer in the Second World War, and uh, some of the characters in his, um, in his outfit we will meet along the way. I won't go into them at this point. Um, but we do get to see what that was like, um, and that's introduced as part of the very first mission, tutorial mission, which is called Upon Reflection, which we'll go over next. And then after the intro, we go into our first case, which is called Upon Reflection. Um, and you kind of start out in an alleyway. You get arrived um, with your, I guess, your colleague on the um, patrol route. And you arrive in this alleyway and you're introduced by Floyd Rose, who I, I've written down, what was his problem? So this guy is like really rude. Uh, he's, he's just sort of telling you to kind of get on with your job, look for this, say someone's been murdered, looking for a gun in an alleyway. Uh, what did you think of Floyd? Uh, I, I got that. I mean, I've even written down to Floyd question mark, so it's got to be a questionable character. It didn't give off, you know, that vibe, but I guess it was kind of getting your job done, get out. Uh, it's a simple, you know, shut, shut, open and shut case. Yeah, I mean, I, it was quite a good intro. It's quite dark, so it showed off the, the game's kind of graphics fairly nicely because yeah, it's sort nice. of getting you to turn on your flashlight and walk down uh, the alleyway. Um, and then actually, as you're walking down the alleyway, you come across something that's quite important in the game. Uh, there's a newspaper on one of the boxes. Uh, and <laughs> what does that newspaper tell us, Paul? What does that introduce? I uh, introduce two characters that will become quite important to the story as, as it unfolds and as it progresses. And you've got Courtney Sheldon, who uh, you learn was in the army with Cole. 
and this doctor called Dr. Fontaine, who... Uh, very questionable character. Very questionable character <laughs> that uh, likes to kind of devil in their narcotics for patients. Um, and yeah, they uh, start off their relationship. Yeah, so these newspapers kind of tell a side story that's not the main thing. So we've already gone off track from the main actual story because they have a newspaper that's all is talking about a completely different um, uh, sort of story arc. But so you, you see that, and then you go over to... Um, you basically got to get into the alleyway, and there's a big blood stain where the, where the shooting's obviously taken place. And then now, I, I looked, okay, so there's a window where you can see a gun, like a reflection of a gun, and that, that's supposed to be Cole's big kind of gotcha moment, <laughs> where he's like, oh yeah, I can see the gun in the window, I'm really smart. But I looked in that window before, I, before the cutscene activated, and I couldn't see the gun in there. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure how he called that. Um, yeah. So you, you have this this gun on the window, and that introduces uh, part of the game that's quite important again, where you're looking for clues, and it has this kind of piano playing in the background yeah. when you when you find stuff, little notes and things. So then you go up onto the roof, and it introduces the shimmying up drain pipes mechanic, very important mechanic. <laughs> um, and then, so then you find this gun on the roof and everything, and he's like, yeah, five, two bullets, that matches everything. So then the, the um, idea is that you go off to the gun store. Now, I've written here in my notes, why is the gun store still open at 10.22? I don't know, is that a thing that's normal in, in America? I mean, we're both from Britain, so it doesn't really help, but... I just thought they'd have, like, a clocking off time, wouldn't you? It's like, it's not, it's not 10 o'clock in the morning, it's 10 o'clock at night. We're in 1947, <laughs> and this gun store is still open at 10.22. I just found that to be quite odd that it's, it was still it's open. It's a bit weird. But yeah. anyway, so you go over to the gun store, <laughs> Um, and you meet with uh, this guy. Doesn't I mean, actually tell you his name. Is it, <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just kind of get there. He's there. You know, at ten twenty two. He's knocking about. There's no one in the shop. You're the only people to come into that shop. And doesn't even tell his name. No, so we don't want to understand that. But he said he is always happy to help out the LAPD. So you know, obviously a trustworthy guy. <laughs> Um, and you find out nickel-plated pearl grips the gun, uh, you know, which matches the gun that we found. What's, what's really nice about that is you hear it, and then you go into the book, the ledger that they actually give you, and, you know, there's like 20 odd different guns, all different descriptions. And what's really nice about that is you have to use the information you've been told about to search for all of them, because if you just end up clicking on anything, it doesn't progress anywhere. So you've got to have a look at it, match the name, match the, the weapon detail. And it's a lovely little mechanic that does get you thinking rather than yeah, no, just aimlessly flicking, which is good. Yeah, that, that, that's good. Uh, did you have a chance to read any other names? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't paying too much attention, but there's like two pages of this ledger <laughs> where they've just got people that have bought guns, which is quite nice. And it, it does really kind of show why they've gone with that era as well, because you couldn't really do this in modern day. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll just check the computer. That wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then you find out it belongs to Errol Schroeder, that's our, um, that's our shooter, <laughs> and so you go off to his apartment, and I, I can't, do you get the apartment details from the ledger? Yeah, you get it from the ledger, you start driving, and then you get to the, the apartment, which is kind of a small apartment on the side, um, and you go straight into the door, and, which is a really, really lovely feature about this game as well, is Carl looks to his right, you've got about four people, and he notices Schroeder's name, apartment number two, walks up the stairs, you bang on number two, you open the door, get kind of, you know, Schroeder's, again, this man's up at quarter to 11, 11 o'clock at night, yeah, just, just, just wandering about. 
Um, and then you find out... He wasn't very happy to see no. the LAPD. And also, I mean, at this point, Cole is just in his police beat <laughs> kind of uniform. So he arrives at the door and he's like, oh, I'm Cole Phelps, LAPD. <laughs> and the guy's just like, he doesn't care. Yeah. And, uh, and then you have a bit of confrontation, a bit of argy-bargy. <laughs> so another mechanic in this game, a bit of fisticuffs. There's um, a, a sort of a fight scene. And then um, after the fight scene, you, you get a chance to search around his apartment a little bit. Um, is that I think this one actually is that? No, it's that one. You get the uh, the little green book. Yes, you do. And then uh, you find out he's got about yes. two two pages um, with all various different numbers and names. Now, did you notice that Floyd Rose's name was in that book? I did actually say yeah. in that, yeah. Because when, when he took notes, I kind of made everything and then had a luck and I was a bit questionable about that. Yeah, so I, maybe that's why he disappeared. Maybe he had maybe. some connection to that. So that was a really odd one, but it doesn't ever explain <laughs> what really kind of happens there. Um, yeah, so that's upon reflection. After you find the book, it ends and your partner's like, yeah, we'll get a commendation for this or something. Uh, and then it goes on to the next one, which is Armed and Dangerous. Um, Armed and Dangerous is just trying to tell you about the, the shooting mechanics of the game. Really basic mission. There's some bank robbery going on and... Um, Colby and the Superman, like the superhero, kind of comes in. Does everything. Gets a shotgun out of the back of the car. The other guy was absolutely useless. <laughs> I, that, I haven't made any notes about this mission apart from how the other guy was useless. Uh, he didn't kill anyone. And then he yeah. has this really cringy closing line where Cole says, a man couldn't ask for a better partner, despite the fact the guy did absolutely nothing. And in the first mission, he did absolutely nothing either. So that, that was a bit of an odd uh, turn. But Armored and Dangerous doesn't really have much else to it. I mean, what do you think of the shooting mechanics? It's, it's okay. Played. Are you playing on controller and mouse keyboard? I'm doing the driving on the controller, as it's awful on the keyboard, if anyone has played it. It is terrible. Um, and then when it comes to shooting, mouse and keyboard because you just can't really get yeah. the accuracy and you know it, it, it makes Cole feel like he's drunk trying to trying to actually use the mechanic it's, it's just a nice mechanic um and it does introduce you to go into a back of a police car grabbing a different service weapon which is really really good as well. i'm being very lazy i'm not driving anywhere i'm oh, doing wow. my partner driving over so yeah I got, I got important notes to make and things like that <laughs> you know um i gotta check my 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 notes to see what what's going on uh, but I am using mouse and keyboard for the actual shooting bit because it's yeah. just not... It's just not, it's not nice. Um, and then, so th then Armed and Dangerous comes to its conclusion. Uh, and we do Warrants Outstanding, which I did not know how short it was. Like, it was ridiculous. Trying to remember yeah. that, because just to give you some uh, background, myself and Paul have completed this game, like, the first half <laughs> of it three times, but we've only gone through the game fully once. Um, and I, I cannot remember it being this short... It, I didn't realise it was that short. Either. I, I yeah. didn't get any notes. Basically, you go on, uh, you, you're driving down the road and you see this guy that's got a warrant. And then He's skin fail, hasn't he? Yeah. You chase him up the roof. I guess it's trying to introduce how the chasing mechanics work. I did uh, did make a note. Bowers is the guy that you find. Um, you have a little fight with him. Love the red neon lighting. When you get up to the roof... I didn't even notice that. So, there you go. So when you get up to the roof... If you slow down and don't chase him, he doesn't clothesline you. So what? Yeah, happens? I know. Yeah. I was I went the wrong way, and so I didn't. I just walked around the corner. <laughs> and there's this sort of weird, weird kind, yeah, yeah, kind of. Oh, I see you. You see me. Kind of standoff. But there's a lovely where you're on top of the building. It's a lovely red neon light that casts the fight, which really gives it some kind of noir depth 
flavour, if you will. Excellent. So, I mean, those are the three introductory parts to the, the uh, those are the tutorial, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, so you learn about the, the clue finding bit, the uh, shooting mechanics, and then you learn about the fighting mechanics. Uh, and so, yeah, in the next section, we're going to talk about the first proper case. And that's when it's going to be more normal. It's going to be a little yeah. bit juicy. Yeah. We're <laughs> going to talk about buyer beware. Uh, and that's going to be an interesting discussion. So look forward to that. So our first proper case, buyer beware. Bum, bum, bum. With any great detail, what happens? Uh, um, I just know there's Carl's on his beat, isn't he? Um, strolls around the car. Well, here's three gunshots for I can't, can't actually remember. Not gonna lie. So you know, um, you're being interrogated wow. about how many gunshots. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think there's you hear anywhere between three and five. There are a number of gunshots. There are a number of, we'll, yeah. Yeah, there are a number of gunshots. <laughs> he comes around the corner, there's this guy dead on the floor, load of people kind of. Around a dead body, obviously, it would be uh, broad daylight. A uh, barrier is kind of put up, and everyone's uh, everyone's back. And the gentleman that was killed was Everett Gage. That's Everett what I Gage, yeah. so Everett I've got Gage. average, average, Everett Gage. And so, one thing I noticed straight away, like this is totally irrelevant to the actual mission. But the guy at the crime scene that was in the kind of orange shirt, oh, yeah. he looked exactly like that guy out of Two and a Half Men. <laughs> you know, the one yeah. that was in Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, I, that was just really weird to me. I couldn't get over that. And then you go and talk to him and he's just like, I don't know anything. <laughs> so immediately you're on this crime scene and they're asking you to kind of look around. So carelessly, the, uh, the shooter, who we don't know at this point, has thrown the gun in the bin. I mean, literally yeah. next to the crime scene. A very, the easiest possible clue to find. Um, so you find the gun. Um, that, that's pretty easy. But if you, don't, if you don't actually have a look, the guy, who I believe is a two and a half men guy you were talking about, yeah. tells you, he oh, thinks yeah. you've seen something in the bin. So you go over the bin and you find it. Is but it a career highlight of his? You know, was two and a half men so. the, the highlight of the career? Or would no, it be it's LA Noir. LA Noir in the first mission. Every time some people play that first mission, They'll see he it. can go, I was in that. Well, I mean, we've played that mission about ten times. So <laughs> um, then you go, so you do look around and you get to look into his pockets. And yeah, it's a really, really nice mechanic as so well. So you kind of see that he's got this receipt for some earrings that you, you, know, you don't even know about at this point, but you've got a receipt for some earrings. I can't remember what he had in the other pocket. I don't think he had anything. I think it was just yeah. there. So you just, it teaches you about the, how you're supposed to look at bodies in the game because, spoilers, that's going to become quite an important <laughs> part. Um, and then you go and speak to, uh, you go into this shoe store, it's outside the shoe store, you speak to Clovis Gaeta. And I've got some notes about Clovis wow, Gaeta. Wow, wow. <laughs> so I mean she she paid fifty two fifty for those earrings and in nineteen forty seven that's a lot of money for that's those a lot of money. That is a lot of money for those earrings. And uh, before we get into what the questions are. Okay, I think it's just very important to say that this woman is more concerned about whether she can keep her earrings <laughs> than she is about the fact her boss has just been shot, shot. Yep. outside the store. So, you know, that, that was an interesting start. Um, so, yeah, you speak to Clovis. Uh, and then in the first question, you just talked to her about her earrings, really. Um, and that's when you find out that she is like a kleptomaniac and she cares about it. The, the earrings. earrings, yeah. yeah. Um, then we find out about Mr. Callow. 
who's who's a POI, person of interest. POI, yeah. She basically gives him up. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Mr. Kelly yeah. shot him. <laughs> um, and he owns Hartfield's jewelry store. So that is the thing. Um, all you really get from that. This really, what I found out though, um, while kind of studying her, because you were in the in kind of like the tutorial questions, you were told to kind of look at them to see if they were lying. The uh, so yeah, we well, would probably say that's a huge part again. That's yeah. the core mechanic <laughs> of the game is that you're supposed to look at people's faces and kind of guess whether they're lying, telling the truth, or. Uh, well, yeah, there's two, there's a doubt and a lie. The doubt is they're lying, but I haven't really got any evidence. And the lie is I've got hard evidence that says um, that they're not telling the truth. Not, yeah. So sorry, um, as you were saying about Clovis. Um, I found that even though the last question um, is a truth, Yeah. Um, her eyes just seem to be wandering everywhere. I don't know uh, if that's because she's shaken up or if I think this is a bit a, weird. I think this is generally a person that is just lost. In, she just wants to find the earrings. I, she's, she's, no, she's, got them, she's got the mark. Oh, she's got them. Yeah, she, I think generally she's just lost, though. Yeah. She does not seem to be particularly, <laughs> um, you know, bright. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, this, this woman lies to you in the first question and then yeah. lies again in the second question. So, yeah, that's that. And then, uh, did you then go to uh, see her two options here? Yeah. Either the gun shop or the jewellery store. Where did you go? I went to uh, Hartfields. You went straight to I went straight store. to Kalu. I was right. like, I know so, where he is. I'm going to... So I went to the gun store. So just to... Did you go to the gun store? I, uh, I went to the gun store. Yeah. So... To, to no, go, I think I think you've got to go to the gun store. No, you get the option. Yeah, you don't. Okay. So I went to the gun store first. And the... It, it's hilarious. The gun store that is closest to where the, <laughs> the crime happened happened to be where Mr. Kalu got his gun service literally like two weeks ago. And then bought some ammunition. So basically, <laughs> it's undeniable that he's done it. Uh, and then I went to the jewelry store. So Paul, how was at the jewelry store? Um, you kind of you walk up and uh, unknown by you, Kalu's behind the desk, and you go, "I want to talk to Edgar Kalu." He said, "Oh, he's sleeping in the back. Let me buzz him for you." <laughs> That's it. He when, just runs. When you walk in, this guy, classic sleazy kind of jewelry store, and he says, the first thing he says. Oh, hey, officer, can I interest you in a new watch? Yeah. It's been all swap. And as soon as you hit him with the name, he's like, oh, yeah, he's sleeping out there. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So you chase him, you go to fire over the counter, classic <laughs> Rockstar style. There's a uh, there's a garbage truck that kind of pulls out on you. Yeah. yeah. And then you run, you keep chasing, you go to a cafe, lovely little cafe, becomes important quite late on. Um, you keep running through it, and then you get to... Um, it's kind of like a park, isn't it? Yeah. With... I, I was quite lucky because I, I just held my gun out. And wow. Because he, he got stopped by a, another pedestrian. <laughs> so Cole just fired in the air. So I didn't actually get to the park. Wow. I just, on the middle, in the middle of the road, he just stopped, stopped. And I was able to stop the mission there. But as he going to the Yeah, I, I, was, I was chasing him. I was getting, Cole was having his track and field tested. He was going, he was running. Tapping him on pure concrete, almost down. So if you keep chasing him long enough, he almost goes down to a car park, kind of an underground car park. I just tap him, just full on rugby tap with him straight down. He's got cuts everywhere. He was, you know, he wasn't great. But uh, no, you, get, you grab him, um, load him in the back of a van. And uh, you're down to the headquarters. Yeah, so then he goes down to the police headquarters. And you get introduced to a man that will come up quite a lot in this series. Captain Donnelly. And Captain Donnelly. I wanted to share some uh, some 
insights that he had. He said Cole was a man of in- initiative, a man of initiative. And so he said to convict someone, you need to have the following uh, four things. You need to have a motive, you need to have an opportunity, hard evidence and a confession. And then, so you get this this really kind of go get speech from like from it's this, a rocket speech, yeah, yeah, from this this tough old Irish, <laughs> you know, police chief, uh, and then you go into actually do the um, the questioning of Edgar Canu, uh, and that introduces. So this is always an important part of the cases where you you've got the suspect at the end, you've got your evidence. This is like the final showdown. It's you versus them. And you're going to try and, and like you say, you've got to have their motive, opportunity, evidence and a confession to try and put them away. So, Paul, the, the interrogation of Edgar Callow, how does it go? Um, so, you kind of, you come in, he's sat there, he's got his coffee, you bring out your book. What is lovely is, um, about this, this game as well is Cobb always carries around this green pocket notebook and he does a sketch beautifully done um, and he's very artistic he isn't he is. I mean these are like lifelike like, sketches done in seconds in pencil <laughs> really quite fantastic does their name the last name um, you know what they're called it's, it's great so anyway you get a list of questions um, the first one it's kind of just identifying kind of who he is where he was and everything like that he's a bit of a yeah, it's not nice in the first one. Doesn't 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 tell the truth straight away, does it? No, and also there are some very odd comments made. Uh, yeah. So Edgar Callow is. We find out he's Jewish. The the second question is possible religious motive. Yeah. And I nearly got this question wrong because it's doubt, isn't it? It is. But I went in straight away and said lie, and then I thought about it and thought I haven't got any. I, I did exactly the same. Yeah. So then I backed out and then sort of said okay, and then doubted him. Um, there's this weird conversation they have about sending Callow to the gas chambers and yeah it's a bit I've just written anti-semitism with a question mark yeah I mean it was the 40s you know maybe that was was more common but I just found that to be a really odd line of inquiry so that actually doesn't get you anywhere the possible religious motive but then you get so I noticed there were four questions but I was only able to ask three I was only asked three as well so if you get all three of them right then you can put them away um, but we do get a conviction. He does. He trips up because he has got all this evidence against him. Saying that I misclicked on the first one. Misclicked. So, so yeah, so I did a lie. Wow. And then I thought, I'm not going not gonna to back out. Cole doesn't, Cole doesn't back out and stuff. So I was like, right, I'm going to go full in. Did the religious motive. Yeah. And he just blew up in my face. Cole came out. But <sighs> Donnelly was like, you're going to get a confession, even if you beat it out of him. And I was like, what? Wow, so, so you had very different experiences. Yeah, and it know? goes back and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it shows down after that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Well, you know, there's there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, Gaeta's statement basically says he did it. Yeah. So I thought that would have been enough. But you have to go through three questions to get there. He's just trying to introduce you to it. Uh, and then you come out at the end, you've convicted him, you've got all that sort of side, and then Donnelly comes up and he says... Well done, boy, or whatever. Get yourself two suits and get them pressed. And that's when you know that you're going to be drafted in to the LAPD. And that actually leads on to what happens afterwards. So now we know we're going to be a detective. We're done with patrol, which is where you're just a beat police officer. And, and our first case is going to be traffic. And that's the one that we're going to cover in, in our next episode. 
but from now on, the cases are going to be a lot less sort of quick and, and yeah. done. With, you know, we're going to have an easy more. stroll. It's going yeah. to, you're going to be tested a bit. There's going to be a lot more locations and, yep. and stuff to look at and evidence. These are. This was just an introductory episode to sort of introduce the mechanics a little bit, introduce Elena a lot, and also for us to figure out how all of this works. Um, and I, definitely before we started recording, there wasn't a major sort of panic about what yeah. we're going to record on everything. <laughs> it all went very smoothly, I promise you. Um, but yeah, so our next episode will focus on the first traffic case. And brilliantly, I haven't got the uh, thing in front of me to say what it is, but look forward to it. It's a mystery. That will keep people coming back. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, um, is there anything else you want to say on buyer beware, which is our first case? I mean, buyer beware, it, it's an odd choice of words. They're, they're telling yeah. buyer beware, I guess, because of the... Earrings, yeah. but it's a very tenuous thing. Yeah, very, very tenuous thing. Um, I thought it was um, it's an easy stroll into using the simple but very cleverly kind of put together game mechanics of um, using doubt, lie, truth that kind of strolls you in. And um, what's really nice about Fire Beware is everything is close. You don't have to hunt yeah. around for everything. Well, I mean, I was being lazy. So in this <laughs> game, you get the option to get your partner to drive places. And what that means is you don't actually have to drive anywhere. It just sort of teleports you to the location. And I'm doing that because, you know, like I said earlier, I've got some very important I want to be things. fully immersed. Um, uh, but as Paul says, <laughs> this mission is actually very close together. It all happens within a couple of blocks. Um, and so do the first three kind of really introductory levels. But we do get to some of the later levels where, you know, you've got... I've driven halfway across... Like three different towns just to get yeah. to one place. I mean, it does get a little bit ridiculous <laughs> later on. But we'll get to that, and it will be very exciting for us to talk about yeah. those kind of things. Um, yeah. I do like, um, coming back to it, um, when you go into the jewellery store, there's another running action. So you're not stagnant in your play, which is really nice. So you've got a bit of running, you've got a bit of, like you said, you shot up in the air to kind of disperse the crowd to stop Kalu. That's kind of, you know... Um, it's quite nice, quite good technique that they would have actually used. Um, there's there's a what's there's a sail face there's a sail there's a fail safe mechanic. There we go, got there in the end. Um, that you cannot fail by everywhere. That's kind of oh, the really? whole. Yeah, yeah. So basically, well, I guess that's why there's the fourth question. Yeah. That fourth question, I can't remember what it was, but it must be easy because they they literally, if you fail any of those first three, you've still got another one. So where I'm misclicked on question two it just brought me straight back in right at the top to answer yeah. it again yeah so it's 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 very good um it's an easy kind of walk through of how everything's done like we said and brings you to different locations and a start in the lpd yeah and and we there were some reasonably interesting characters <laughs> i mean we do meet some real characters in this game but Clovis Cayetta was just clueless and Edgar Callow was one of the most odd people ever. He was just so confident in nothing. Um, <laughs> it was it, like you have all this evidence against Oh, no, no, about Floyd Rose. Yeah, I mean, Floyd Rose is an interesting one. So, I mean, like I said at the start, we've played this game through once before and I never remember Floyd I, Rose. I literally... He was in that book. He was definitely in that book because I, that was, I wrote that down in my notes. But I, I don't know, maybe we'll come across him later, but we will, we'll keep an eye out. He's not here at the moment. But yeah, so um, that that's basically it for buyer beware. Um, I'm just trying to think if there is anything else to talk about on that because I don't really think there is. 
I was going to say like what we we might be able to talk about what cars we drove, but in this one you just have to drive you the police, police car because you're just... not actually a detective yet. No. And then the partner, I can't remember the partner's name. I mean, he is just completely irrelevant. I didn't. I mean, he he has to be that good that both of us did not remember yeah, his and, name. and I I was writing down all sorts of notes, and yeah, I didn't get his name, no. but he is, and I quote, <laughs> a man. Sorry. A man couldn't ask for a better partner, so clearly he's he's very good at his very job. Good. Despite the fact he didn't do anything mm-hmm. throughout these four cases, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's that. Thank you very much for listening to this um, very interesting, very in depth podcast. Uh, I look forward to coming back and talking to you about the traffic desk in our next one, where we meet our new partner. <laughs>